And then came the results that I was not a match. I lost five brothers. Boom, right there. No, no DNA match. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. MPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 22, where today I am talking to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Lily. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad we finally got to connect. Yes, me too. (laughs) All right. Well, we've already tried to Uh, spent a little bit of time on this. So let's go ahead and get started right away. Why don't you start us from the beginning and tell me what your original family was like and a little bit about your childhood? Okay. Um, Well, I I was born in 1966, uh, north of Pittsburgh, into a blended family. Both of my parents had been previously married. So my my dad brought five children with him and my mother three from her first marriage. Uh, when they were together, they had my brother and I, me being the baby. Uh, my dad's kids to his first marriage, they, they periodically lived with us um, while my mother's kids lived with their paternal grandparents, which growing up, I never, I never understood why they didn't live with us. That, that was the first confusing thing for me. Um, but there was a lot of fighting in our house. My father had a, a bad temper and he was very abusive towards my mother. Uh, we, you know, we have, my brother and I both have terrible memories of those early years living with my dad. My parents eventually separated when I was four and a half years old. I, I was in kindergarten. That day that my mother left with my brother and I is a day that that has stuck with me all these years. Uh, not only was it the day we left our home and our father, it was also the day that our mother introduced us to a man named Ken and said, this is your new dad. And that's who he was from that day on. He was our new dad. Uh, we moved with Ken a few hours south to a small town where his family all lived. Uh, they. They quickly got married and had my sister. Um, immediately, uh, I was the outsider. I, I didn't fit in. I, I felt like a fish out of water. The only one I had was my brother. We shared the same parents, the same beginning, the same life. And it was the only thing I had um, in this new town and, and around these new people that I didn't know. Uh, with that being said, you know, I was close with my, with my brother, but he had a closeness with my mother uh, that I didn't have. Uh, they always had this, you know, they always were together. They always had this, I felt like a secret language between them, and, and I was never a part of that. 
So I always had that sense that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And there was a feeling that I was just dropped into this world that I didn't belong and I didn't belong there. Um, we didn't see my father for a while. My mother was afraid of, of him taking us. So time passed and eventually we were able to see him. And, and eventually we even were allowed to go visit and stay during the summer. He was very good to us. He, he was. But as much as I feared him, I, I loved him even more because he, he was my dad and I, I was the baby. So I got the best parts of him as a child compared to the other siblings. During these years, we didn't get a, to spend a lot of time with our older siblings. Um, I didn't feel connected to them, although I wanted more than anything to be close to them, but that just wasn't how it, how it went. Um, I always remember having the feeling that there was a family out there waiting for me, um, and I needed to find them. That that was that feeling of not belonging and knowing I needed to be somewhere else was so strong, and I didn't understand it. So I would I would sneak in my mother's papers and looking for clues, hoping to find something that says. I need to be somewhere else, that there's someone out there for me. And to this day, I find that very odd as a child to, to have felt that way. And, and why did I feel that way? And what, what, made, what made me feel that way? And that's something that I've lived with. Um, growing up, I, I always vis- visualized the people in my life in groups. Um, my stepdad, my little sister, they had their group. My mom and my brother were their own group. And my older siblings, they had, they had their families and so on. And I was always on the outside. I, I felt emotionally isolated. I felt alone. I, I just didn't belong. I didn't belong to anybody in my family. And, and that was hard. That was hard. It caused a lot of insecurities a lot of self-esteem and, and, and I had no self-worth. It was something I carried with me into a lot of relationships, you know, that I had. Um, I, I became, I believe that in order to feel somewhat a part of my family that I had to somehow be useful. Um, so I wouldn't completely disappear. Mm -hmm. So I became a fixer. Um, I fell all over myself, just like just trying to take care of everybody, making sure I helped when they were needed. Um, that was my job. That my job was to take on everything, and and that's what I did mostly for my brother and my little sister and my mom. Uh, they were the ones that were the constant that I had in my life growing up. That were there all the time. Um, unfortunately, when I needed something. They weren't there for me. I, they, they didn't live by my rules that I had set. I do this and I show you how much I love you. And I need you to show me back when I need you. And when they didn't react the way I wanted them to, that feeling of, of not being worthy, not being valued or loved. And then that caused a lot of disputes between them and I. Yeah. Um, so there was constant conflict because I was 
fighting so hard for my position in the family. And it, it was very emotional. And like I said, growing up, I, I, I felt very alone and very isolated. Um, my mother passed away about 25 years ago. I, I lost her a couple weeks before my daughter was born. Um, it was very, very difficult. Um, and my dad passed away almost three years ago. But a few years prior to my dad's death, I received a phone call from one of my older brothers telling me that he was in the hospital and I needed to come. And at that time, I was estranged from my dad and I had no desire to see him. So my brother obviously was upset with me because I refused to come to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And his words to me still haunt me. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, he said, I don't care if he is not your dad. You need to be here. And he hung up. Oh. And I'm sitting in my car, and I'm going, what did he just say to me? This crushed me uh, for weeks. Months went by. I, I tried to bury it like I'd never heard it, um, but it wouldn't go away. But what was I going to do about it? My mother was gone. I couldn't discuss it with my father. He was dying, and I wasn't even on speaking terms with him. So I put it on a shelf, and I left it there. When my dad passed away a few years later, I thought, any possibility of finding out the truth now is gone. You know, what am I going to do? But I would mention in front of my kids. And, and I would talk about it. I, I would say, you know, I'm not sure who my dad is and, and this can't be. Well, my son decided to surprise me Christmas of 2018, a year ago, and he bought me a DNA test, hoping it would give me answers. I was so excited. I, I, I sent that in immediately. I, I couldn't wait. I looked at my computer every day. I, I was so excited. Exactly three weeks later, it was my 53rd birthday and the results were in. And I'm looking at them. And for anybody that has, that knows and has been in, it's confusing. When you first look at them, you, you don't know what you're looking at and you have to kind of get your footing and, and you're trying to understand what you're seeing. Um, but as I settled into it and read more, I started to understand that these were all strangers to me. And there obviously was a huge mistake with my test. So I called one of my older brothers and he, he was shocked. And I, I said to him, you know, I'm just going to sit with this for a while. He said, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything to help you through this. And I said, you know what, just let me sit with this for a minute. I, the answer will come. I just need to be still. Another week went by, um, I get a call that my older brother that had disclosed this questionable paternity to me was in the hospital and he only had 24 hours to live. My, my world started to crumble. And there was no way that I could ask my grieving brothers to take a DNA test at this point. Um, so what I did was I, I got the nerve up to ask my nephew and he agreed. And during the time that we were waiting for the results, 
my grief took over and not, you know, not only was I grieving my brother, but now I'm grieving my father that passed away a few years before and, and regretting, you know, and, and this grief just sent me into it just aspiring, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Um, and then came the results that I was not a match. And this, I lost five brothers. Boom, right there. No, no DNA match. Um, and all of a sudden, that family that I wanted to trade in my whole life became the m- most precious thing to me. And I wanted to hold on to them for dear life. And then you have the guilt and the shame and that sense of loss that's beyond anything that that you could be prepared for. Because I know I was not prepared for this. And then your brain starts replaying every past memory growing up that you didn't understand at the time. And now the pieces are coming together and the answers are there. You know why this happened or why you were treated this way. And, and those, you have to come to terms with that. And uh, finding out my NPE status was like a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, this past year has been one of the most difficult years of my life. Um, but now being so close to getting my answers has caused all kinds of other emotions. Um, I'm, I'm terrified of finding my biological family and betraying the family I have. Um, there's so much shame. Um, and I, I'm not angry. Like uh, Instead of being angry at my mom for her secrets, I'm, I feel very protective of both her and my dad and their memory. Despite everything, I loved them deeply. I, I truly loved them, uh, even though I was so angry with them for a long time. But through this whole process, um, I've come to, to learn things about myself. I'm so much more confident. Um, I have a husband that is my rock. He, is, he totally refused to give up on me and he held me so tight so I wouldn't slip away Um, and he made me realize that that no matter this journey or what secrets I uncover that we've created our family and nothing's going to change that and nothing's going to take that away and that I matter and that I belong and he's the first person in my life to ever do that for me and I found out through my journey this year that um, I do have people in my life. I have, I'm very blessed and very thankful for my friends. I have a very small circle of friends and they have gotten me through this year. And they, they don't want anything from me. They want to be around me because of who I am and they love me and they, they care for me for who I am, I'm important to them. And I don't have to be their fixer. I don't have to fall all over myself to get them to like me. They have just showed me that I I matter to them. And that's been the biggest blessing that has come out of this whole year is 
the closeness that I have with my children, my husband, and my friends. And I'm ready to tackle a whole new life and um, with a new, new attitude and new confidence that I've never had. As far as finding out about my biological father, um, since we've talked before, I have a lead and we're waiting on DNA tests to come back to um, confirm uh, my biological father. Uh, he, if it is him, he has passed away. Um, but his stepson and the family has reached out to me and they are very welcoming. They have, they're willing to take DNA tests. They have been wonderful to get to the bottom of this. Um, they're ready to walk with me with open arms, and, and it's, that's a little overwhelming because we don't have the results back yet, but, um, they're thrilled. And I didn't expect that because you, you, when you make that phone call or you make that connection to a possible family member, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you don't know about the rejection that you're facing. Mm-hmm. And from the first contact, they have been absolutely wonderful. And, um, and my possible biological father, uh, his stepson said to me, my dad never had children and he always wanted kids. I know if he knew about you, he would have wanted you. Mm-hmm. That that's powerful to me. That, that, um, that was important. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, um, that we have a resolution and, you know, we can get through this, but that's where we are at this point. Oh, wow. Thanks for sharing where you are today. That sounds so emotional to be waiting, anticipating that sort of result of a possible biological father. Yes. Like I said, I, and I know now I will be okay no matter what happens. I I will be okay. Um, But, you know, a lot of people um, have said to me, why do you want to know? What, what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. Well, that's how you heal. And I, I need those answers so I can heal the past and, and I can put those pieces together. I can understand why things happened and, you need that closure so you can continue on with your life. That's how I feel, you know, where I'm at now is I'm putting the pieces together and, and as hard as this was the first part of the year, it's, it's getting easier and acceptance and I'm getting through that grieving process. I hope you get some answers soon. I really do for, for all the reasons for the, the sense of belonging. I hope you get pictures i hope you get family medical history everything you need you know, i hope you get that i do too i do too i they have already sent me pictures and um when i saw the picture of this man it took my breath away um my oldest son it it, it just it, it looked just like him and then i saw me Really, and and it just uh, it took my breath away. It absolutely did. So I wanted to get someone else's opinion. So I I sent it to a couple of my very very good friends, and they said, "Oh, is that is that your oldest son's dad?" 
<laughs> said, no, no, I, I think this is possibly my biological father. And then we did a side by side and they're like, oh, oh my. And then, then I got brave enough to show my children and they went, oh, that looks like our brother. Oh my gosh. So it's, and, and that's what the family said. As soon as they saw my picture, they knew. So, and it's hard, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because they were a little overwhelming to me at first because they were so excited and they saw that picture and they were so excited and I needed to kind of pump the brakes a little because it's a lot. Yeah. And we, we do not have verification yet. So, you know. Yep. Yep. Try not to, yes. Try not to get too excited. I, I get yes. that. Yeah. Your heart is involved. Yeah. Yes. And, and these are strangers to me. So mm -hmm. you have to, you know, tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. So, but thank you so much, Lily. Um, it's, this is the, the first time in detail I've really told my full story um, out loud. You know, you talk bits and pieces, but there's a lot. Um, I started writing things down and, um, journaling and it's amazing the things that come back that that you thought you forgot that that come back to uh the surface when you go through this actually trying to um start a blog because i'm trying to step outside myself here i'm trying to get past the insecurity and that and um it's uh, something i've all i've wanted to do and so I've had, I've been encouraged by a friend to start a blog. In fact, she's helped me and it's private right now because I don't have the, um, I just don't have the confidence to, I'm not quite there yet, but I, I want to work on it and get it and then just go with it. Wonderful. So if people would like to get in touch with you, how could they do that? They can email me. You can e put my personal email. I will put your NPE email into the show notes for people that would okay. like to get in touch with you. Okay. Thanks again to Kathy for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.